0: Standing Chimney will be open next Saturday, September 3rd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Be sure to stop by to get some fresh baked goods, baking mixes, and to check out all of the new fall products. You can find more information on facebook.com standingchimney or at standingchimney.com. welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we're going to talk about how to freeze fruit and vegetables. Freezing fruit and vegetables is the easiest way to preserve them. And if you like to have things easily available to you to use, this is a great idea. Especially since you can do it when things are fresh at your local farm market or in your own garden or a local orchard. Or you get a good price on them at the grocery store if there happens to be a sale or something. So this is almost like one of like uh my famous save money by making your own vanilla. <laughs> so save money by freezing your own fruit and vegetables. So we're going to start off with fruits. Number 1, berries. Berries are the easiest thing to freeze cuz you don't really have to do anything. When you get your berries, this includes here blueberries, raspberries, red raspberries, blackberries those sorts of berries. Strawberries are a little different. With blueberries, blackberries, black raspberries, raspberries, you don't wash them. Get your berries, for example, if you buy a pint of berries at your farmer's market, bring them home, sort through them to make sure that there's not stems or little leaves or anything like that in there, or any bad berries that might need to be removed and you want to freeze them in a container where they won't be smushed while they're freezing in your freezer. If you have a smaller freezer like a refrigerator freezer or a refrigerator that has one half as the freezer, you know, you're kind of limited on space there. What you can do is freeze your berries flat in plastic bags. So if you use quart size freezer bags, what you'll do is put your berries in there Seal the bag and very carefully shake them level. Don't press down on them. You just want to shake them level and put them in the freezer on top of something so they will freeze flat. Once they're frozen, you can do anything with them. They're not going to, nothing's going to happen to them. But you want them to freeze nice and flat and even in the bag. Okay. One thing, make sure you label your bags with the name and the date of whatever you're putting in them. And that goes for everything on this list. And number two, if you're using a refrigerator freezer, this is the way you can freeze every single thing we're talking about. You just use quart size freezer bags, put in whatever you're putting in, lay it as flat as you can, and let it freeze. And then you can stack those up. And you can fit a lot in your freezer if you do that. It really saves on space. If space is not an issue, I save plastic margarine containers, sour cream containers, whatever containers. I'll specifically buy things just for the container. Like if I, if it's a choice between a couple of items, I'll pick a container that is a convenient size. For example, a square or rectangular container. And then I will get one that has a nice good lid on it or whatever. And I'll use those and label them with masking tape. As far as berries go, you can do like, say you want to use them in muffins and you usually use a cup of berries in your muffin recipe. Then you freeze a cup in each container. So freeze them in the serving size that you intend to use. Now for us, blueberries are amazing. You freeze them and they don't stick together. They break apart. So you can like reach in and scoop out a handful. So I actually have a large container in my freezer that I put the blueberries in and I just can add to it, pop the lid off, put more blueberries in, and that's how I fill it up. So that way, if I go to the orchard, I'll pick up two pints of berries, one for us to eat now, one to freeze, and I'll do that over a couple of weeks, and soon I'll have my container filled. So I have a pretty large container going there now, and it's really so handy. Um, we like to put them in oatmeal, in pancakes, in muffins, fruit crisp, cobblers, and that sort of thing. So With the berries, I'm not too concerned. Blueberries, you know, you put them all together, you can go in and scoop out a measuring cup of them. Blackberries, you can't do that because they will break apart. And same with raspberries. So what you want to do for those type of berries is freeze them in the amount you're going to use, okay? And that, like I said, you can do in Ziploc bags or square containers. Next up, peaches. Peaches freeze really well. Now, when you thaw them, they might be a little bit mushier, you know, than they would be if you canned them. However, they still are delicious. So, to do peaches, what you want to do is peel your peaches, have them take the pit out, and then you freeze the halves on a parchment-covered baking sheet. After they're frozen, which doesn't take very long, maybe one day, you pop all those halves off, put them in a freezer bag, and seal it. Okay? And that's it. Now, how do you peel peaches? Well... You take your peaches and you dip them into simmering hot water, not boiling, simmering for 90 seconds, take them out, rinse them with cold water, and then the skins slip off very easily. And you want to use freestone peaches because you don't want to mess around. I, I did some cling peaches and it they were just hacked up. I mean, it was terrible, but they're still good. So, you know, so that's the way you do peaches. With those peaches, you can use those in pies cobblers, or just eat them. Just take them out, thaw them, chop them up, add them to your yogurt, add them to your oatmeal. And it's kind of nice because the method that I do is typically this. I'll get a basket of peaches and I may not be able to eat them all as soon as I should. So what I'll do is just eat a couple, freeze the rest, get another basket of peaches, eat a couple, freeze the rest. That way you get your freezer stocked up. And it's not like ton of work all at the same time but you're stocking you're stocking yourself up there apples kind of the same thing choose nice apples that aren't bruised or anything you want to peel them core them and slice them like you would for a pie spread those slices out on a parchment covered baking sheet and put it in the freezer when they're frozen pop them off and move them to a freezer bag and there you go now you have your apples ready You can put enough apples in the bag for an apple pie, which basically if you're using quart bags, if you fill up a quart bag with as much as it'll hold, that'll be enough apples for a pie. You can also use them in apple crisp, or you can thaw them, put them in a pan with a little bit of water on your stovetop, and simmer them until they're soft, mash them with a potato masher, add sugar and cinnamon to taste, and voila, fresh applesauce. You can also make applesauce and freeze it. And I do have applesauce in another podcast, so that's a great thing too. You can freeze that in small containers. You can also freeze it in Ziploc bags if you're limited for space. Just make sure you cool it first so you don't burn yourself trying to put it into your Ziploc bags. Next up, cabbage. Cabbage is great to freeze. It's so easy, okay? We talked about this in our last podcast for stuffed cabbage. You can freeze a head of cabbage whole, freeze it, leave it in your freezer until you're ready to make stuffed cabbage. You can freeze a head of cabbage quartered, which is great for putting in with a roast or roasting itself or just thawing and steaming as a side dish. Cabbage still needs to be cooked for quite a while after it's frozen. It actually retains its shape pretty well. And it's uh, if you like to eat cabbage, it's a good way to do it, especially now when it's on. It's a lot less expensive than it is in the winter, getting it at the grocery store. I freeze cabbage shredded, too, for using in soups, for frying, like for haluski, or cabbage and potatoes, or uh, which is just cabbage mixed with mashed potatoes. So that's a great thing, too. So all you need to do to your cabbage to freeze it is remove the outer leaves core it make sure you get all the core out and then like i said you can either freeze it whole you can quarter it or you can shred it and you just you don't have to cook it at all to freeze it or do anything you just put it in the freezer and freeze it if you have a smaller freezer you can freeze it shredded in a ziploc bag laying flat squeeze the air out and press it down and freeze it like that in the amounts that you plan on using If I shred it, I usually put it in a big gallon size freezer bag because I generally make large batches of soup. So a gallon freezer bag is just about the right amount for a batch of soup. So there you go, cabbage. Beans. Beans are good to freeze. You can freeze green beans, yellow beans, and what you do is you don't wash beans before you handle them, okay? So when you get them from the farm market or pick them yourself, which you would probably know if you have a garden and pick them yourself. But you don't want to wash them before you handle them because they can get spots. So what you want to do is clean them and snap them, which basically is take the stem end off, remove any bad spots, break them into the size that you would like to eat them in, you know, like an inch and a half, two inches long. And then put a pan of water on your stove, large pan of water, and you want to bring that water to a simmer, not boiling, but just to a real strong simmer, like it's almost ready to boil. Drop the beans in there for three minutes. Take them out. Cool them, and you can cool them by putting them in a a large bowl of cold water. Take the beans out and drain them, and then put them into serving size bags. I generally put two cups of beans into a bag, and then same thing. You can put them in a quart freezer bag, squeeze the air out, flatten, label, put them in the freezer beans will freeze very nice and flat and very handy when you want to just serve green beans for dinner beans you need to cook a little bit more because that three minutes doesn't do much You usually have to cook beans for fresh beans for about 15 minutes so when you take them out of the freezer you will put them in a pan of water bring the water to a boil and time it for 10 minutes and then do the taste test take a bean out and taste it and see if it's cooked enough. So, that's a great way to do beans. Peppers. Peppers are great to freeze. You don't have to blanch them or anything. Any type of peppers, you can freeze bell peppers, red peppers, pimentos, banana peppers, jalapenos freeze nice. So, here's what you do this is what I do for bell peppers wash them, seed them, and then sometimes I want them cut into strips, and sometimes I want them cut into a big dice, like a half inch dice. So I'll do some of them in strips and I try to mix the colors up. So I'll put red and green together just for looks, you know. So I'll do some in strips and I'll put them in a quart bag about the amount I'm going to use. And I'll do some in the dice, the half inch dice. Same thing. I'll put about two cups of them in a freezer bag. And then I squeeze the air out, press them flat and freeze them. Now my peppers, I double bag. So what I usually do is get all my bags. And then put them into a two-gallon-sized bag and seal them. Because peppers have a habit of making a smell in your freezer. So that way you kind of protect your peppers, give them a little extra protection there, and keep your freezer from having that pepper smell. Banana peppers, you slice into rings, you know, take stem them, seed them, slice them into rings, and you can freeze those in serving sizes. Jalapenos are great if you clean them, you don't have to seed them. Leave everything in there, cut the stem off, and then cut them into like eighth inch thick rings and freeze them in small bags. They're great for accenting things like if you're doing quesadillas, you can thaw them out and put them in there. You can use them in salsa if you want to make up some fresh salsa, pull them out, chop them up, and use them in that. They're just wonderful to have in the freezer because they're so handy. If you want to, you know, just throw them into some type of a dish you're making, they're right there. And they get a little soft in the freezer, but not super soft. So, you know, the texture isn't bad at all. And you do not have to blanch those or anything. They go right in the freezer. Now, corn. Corn is a neat thing to do. This is how I do corn. I will cook either one or two dozen ears of corn, no matter how many people are at my house. And and then we'll eat the corn we want to eat. I let the rest of it cool, cut it off the cob, take two cups of it, put it into a freezer bag and freeze it. Okay, that way, again, you're not cooking a massive amount of corn all at the same time. You're just doing a little bit at a time, but you can get a lot in your freezer that way. Now I do do like a 10 dozen batch all at once. I'll cook 10 dozen ears of corn well, you can't cook them all at the same time, but you know, cook your te- cook your corn and then do it all like that and I actually did that this year and I got 40 bags, 2 cups each of corn. But that's a lot of work and that's also a lot going into your freezer, especially if you're using a small refrigerator freezer. So I highly recommend if you're a single person or there's just two of you in the house or you know, however you want to you know, however many people, if you just cook a whole dozen of corn and then take the excess of it and freeze that, cut it off and freeze it, it builds up quickly. So what you want to do is put your corn in the pan, bring it to a boil, boil 10 minutes, remove your ears of corn to cold water. You can either scrub your sink and fill it up with cold water and do that, or do it in a large bowl and get your corn cooled off, take it out, set it on a towel so it can dry, and then cut your kernels from the cob, put all the kernels into a bowl, and then measure out of that bowl two cups of corn per bag. And same thing, squeeze the air out, and they'll freeze nice and flat. Tomatoes. You can freeze tomatoes for all sorts of uses. They can be used in spaghetti sauce. They can be used in chili. They can be used for salsa. You can whip up a salsa. You can put them in soup. They're very handy. This is how you do tomatoes. You don't have to peel them, okay? You can leave the skin on. If you don't want the skin on, you can peel them, but the skin is nothing. So just wash your tomatoes, core them, remove any bad spots. And then what I do is I quarter the tomato and I try to get out as many seeds as I can so that you don't have that runny stuff in there. And then cut them up like in cubes, maybe like one inch little squares. Put them in a freezer bag or container in the serving size of your choice and freeze them. So like if you make salsa and your recipe calls for two cups of chopped up tomatoes, you can freeze two cups of chopped up tomatoes. And when you make salsa, you just take them out, thaw them, and there you go. And they work really well. They work great for making chili. Say you fill up quart bags, okay, with chopped up tomatoes. That's a whole quart of tomatoes. So that would be comparable to about a 28-ounce can of tomatoes. So if your chili recipe calls for two 28 ounce cans of tomatoes, you just get two bags of tomatoes out of your freezer and they're ready to go. And I love having tomatoes in the freezer because it makes it really nice for, you know, I mean, just for soups and things like that, just to throw some tomatoes in there or your, your pasta sauce, make your sauce, add some chunks of tomato. They're really great to have in there. And it's a great way, especially... You know, a couple of these things, people give them to me all the time. And I have a garden, and people will say, Do you need any peppers? Do you need any tomatoes? And I always take them because I hate to waste, you know? (laughs) So I end up with a lot of stuff in my freezer. I always enjoy looking in my freezer in the wintertime because I'm like, Oh, look at all the stuff I have to choose from, you know? (laughs) Okay, next up, zucchini. Zucchini freezes really well. You just have to do a couple things to ensure that it freezes really well. So here you go. You want to wash your zucchini cut it in half, and remove the seeds because the seeds are what makes it get runny in the freezer. So you scoop all the seeds out and put them in your composter. Now you can shred the zucchini. And say you make zucchini muffins, shred your zucchini, measure the amount you use in your recipe, and freeze that in freezer bags. That's one thing you can do. You can also cube it up in like half-inch cubes For frying with potatoes, for maybe mixing in with eggs or whatever, or putting into soups. I've done that a couple times, and it it freezes really good like that, and it actually stayed in a nice little cube. I also did yellow squash, and yellow squash, I learned a few things. I've done it a couple times now. I've kind of got it down pretty good. Yellow squash is an odd thing, but you want to, if you're going to do yellow squash, you want to do the same thing. Wash it, cut it in half, take the seeds out. And I would recommend peeling it with it, taking a vegetable peeler and peeling it because I noticed the skin was tough when I tried to use it in zucchini, potatoes, and yellow squash and fry it. The skin on the yellow squash was so tough. So now I peel it with my vegetable peeler after I split it in half and remove the seeds because it's, it's slipperier than a bar of soap. So it's really hard to hold on to, but it does freeze really well. I cube up like home fries, potatoes, zucchini, squash, and onions, and fry them in a skillet, and they're really good. And then you can even do that and add scrambled eggs to them. Delicious. So that's a good thing to freeze. And people are always giving me zucchini, good grief. But I love it. I do love it. So I never turn it away. Next, broccoli and cauliflower. Now, this is what I do for broccoli and cauliflower, especially cauliflower. It's just starting to come into grocery stores now in my area, and when it first starts to come in, you get these massive heads of cauliflower. And the price of cauliflower right now is like $4.99 a head in our area, but it stays $4.99 a head even when the heads are really little. So I'll go in and find the biggest head of cauliflower and process that myself. Here's what you do. You take your cauliflower and you Cut the middle of the head out, which is sort of like where the stalk goes into it. And then you, by hand, and you might need a knife, break up the cauliflower into florets that are about like a two-inch diameter. You don't want them too little. Break that all up. Put your water on for, we're going to blanch it. And get your water like we did with the beans. You want to get it to where it's almost boiling. You don't want to have it at a boil, but almost boiling. Drop your cauliflower in there. Leave it in for three minutes, take it out and put it in a colander and drain it real good. Rinse it with cold water, let it drain, and then package it in quart size bags, the amount that you would use for a serving. And it freezes really nice. And um, we had cauliflower almost all winter last year from doing that. I think I went to the grocery store. I think I found at the grocery store like four big heads of cauliflower, and then they started to get little, so I stopped. So that's a great thing to do. Broccoli is the same way. When the broccoli first starts coming in, it's always in big, big bunches and it always looks really nice. So what you want to do with broccoli is trim off the end of the stem and then take your vegetable peeler and trim the thicker, denser skin off of the stem. You want to chop that up and freeze it too. Break the florets up into large size florets and then blanch it for three minutes in the water take it out, cool it, and put it in the freezer. So there you have that. And that's your broccoli and cauliflower. Fairly easy. It doesn't freeze quite as flat as you would hope because it's a little lumpy, but still you can get it into a pretty flat pack in your freezer. This is a little bit earlier in the year, but asparagus. I freeze asparagus all the time and I love freezing it. It's the easiest thing to do with it. So you want to wash it, Remove the woody end by bending the stalk and it'll snap where it starts to get not woody. I don't even know how to say that. (laughs) Right at the edge of where it's woody is where it'll snap. So you want to wash it, snap that uh, woody end off, and then dry them on a towel, put them into freezer bags, and freeze them. You can cut them into the size piece you want to use or leave them in a long piece, whichever you prefer. I like to cut them up into like a two inch long piece on the bias, like, and I use them in pasta aioli, asparagus, shrimp, pasta, olive oil, and garlic. I make that dish a lot. Sometimes I just heat them up as a side, and they're very good. Very, very good. And it's just really great to be able to have asparagus in the dead of winter. You don't even know. (laughs) It's my favorite. You can also freeze basil and parsley. Basil's nice to freeze, especially if you make it into pesto, as we used in one of our recipes. You can make your own pesto and freeze that. freezes really well. And I did have a recipe for that in another podcast. If you look it up on our website, there is a recipe for pesto. But basil, you can just take the leaves, pick them off, rinse them, let them dry on paper toweling, put them in a freezer bag, squeeze the air out and freeze them. They freeze really well. You can take them out then and add them to your sauce, put them on pizza, whatever you want to do. They stay nice. Parsley, same thing. Chop it up, rinse it, dry it, freeze it, and then you have fresh parsley in your freezer you can add to things. So there are so many things you can freeze and process. I'm sure you'll think of more things than this. You can always check out the Ball Blue Book for instructions on how to freeze anything. They have freeze any and everything in there. But this is the, these are the things that I freeze myself and I can honestly say especially with prices as they are right now if you have a generous neighbor who gives you things from their garden, if you find good deals at your grocery store, if you find things at the farmers market, take advantage of it even if it's just a small a little bit extra every week. Just a little bit extra every week and you put it in the freezer and it'll make a big difference to you especially in the winter time when you want some fresh vegetables or fresh fruit. And this is what you have. I'm sure you'll enjoy getting these things out of the freezer that you put up yourself and then you get to enjoy them in your supper or dessert or whatever. And I don't know, it just make, it just gives you a real sense of accomplishment to do something like that. I could be weird though. It does give me that sense. of <laughs> So I hope you give some of these a try. I really do. And, uh, Pick the things you like and do those and just give it a try and let me know what you think. Make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Merrimack Podcast, and on our website, merrimackpodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.